From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your CQ Budget Tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. I'm Jennifer Shep, Budget and Appropriations Reporter. And I'm John Donnelly. I cover defense for CQ Roll Call. And this week, we're here to talk about the Trump administration's plans to reprogram about $3.8 billion in Defense Department money for the border wall. This is an announcement that came out last week. It got a mixed to tepid reaction from lawmakers on the Hill. Um, and when combined with the previous pot of money that the White House said that they wanted to reprogram from military construction accounts, from Pentagon counter drug programs, and from the Treasury Department, that brings the total amount of money that the Trump administration is reprogramming for border wall construction to about $10.5 billion. It's a lot of money. Yes, it is. And uh, $3.8 billion of it in this request. Um, and the interesting thing about this one that's new is that they are proposing to move the money from some cherished uh, congressional uh military hardware programs such as yeah for the, the first time right they haven't tried to take weapons program money for exactly so you got the F35 fighter jet and the V22 tilt rotor aircraft and a uh, a pot of money called the National Guard Reserve Equipment Account which is uh, basically, uh, um, well, an earmark basically from Congress every year. The, the Pentagon never appropriates, a, never requests a penny for this account. But every year, the Congress puts in something on the order of a billion dollars. And we only later do we find out what was purchased with that money. And there's no, never any hearings uh, on it per se. Uh, so it's an interesting uh, little, little pool of uh, funds. So this is round two, John, of the Trump administration effort to divert military money for a border wall, uh, all of which we should say is still being challenged in the courts, even what he tried to transfer last year. So the, the ultimate fate of these, this money is a little still uncertain. But here's round two, plunging ahead and now taking weapons money in addition to military construction. How's this, how's this sitting with Congress? Uh, they don't like it. Uh, they like it a lot less than they liked the uh, shift of military construction funds in the past um, because the programs that are targeted here are Congress feels like, hey, this is the stuff that we wanted added to the budget. And so Congress, some members of Congress feel like it's a direct attack on their prerogatives uh, to independently weigh in on what the what the budget looks like. And it's interesting that I guess the most interesting reaction came from Mac Thornberry, the uh, Texas Republican, the top Republican on House Armed Services. Uh, one of the weapons, uh, the, the V-22, is made in his district in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, and he's retiring. Um, now, Republican aides say those two facts uh, did not affect his protest against the uh, reprogramming. Right. So you can take that as you will. But in any event, um, what they did say is this is a direct uh, violation of uh, the constitutional prerogatives of Congress, the power of the purse, as, as it were. And uh, so he, you know, this is somebody who's been a pretty strong supporter of the president's, um, but the, he had a really vehement reaction in the statement and promised action. Now, what that action looks, whether we have action and what it looks like is TBD. And, and of course, you know, this, the, um, obviously we have 
two different authorizing committees, two different appropriation, appropriations committees. So there's a lot of different players here. But the fact that Thornberry spoke up could be telling, but we'll see how telling. And I was really surprised by Congresswoman Kay Granger. She's the top Republican on the House Appropriations Committee. She represents Fort Worth, Texas. This is a really big place in the country for the F-35. And when you um, started hearing about this reprogramming request last week and when our colleague Paul Krawczak started hearing about this and I saw the F-35, I just thought, no way. This is absolutely not something that the Trump administration is going to do to a, f- a senior Republican who is facing a challenging primary this year. There's no way they're going to pull money from this F-35. And then they did. And I expected to get a really strong reaction from her and her office. And it was just, she just sort of came out with a statement saying she supports it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. She obviously wants to defend the the production line in her district. On the other hand, she needs to show herself to be a supporter of the president's wall. She's facing a a primary challenge this year. Um, So I have a feeling what's going on here is that she said, okay, fine, I'll go along with this and then I can look like I'm supporting the wall. But um, you you best believe that those couple of planes that you took out will be coming back when the FY21 defense appropriations bill rolls around. Because they have um, really lavished this program with money. I mean, I'm talking billions and billions of dollars in additional planes in the last half dozen years, above and beyond what the Pentagon requested. Now, those are those are planes that eventually would be built. So it's not like they're like creating a program that doesn't exist, but they're buying them faster than the Pentagon planned, and and the effect, the physical effect, is really huge. So, bottom line. I would not. I would be shocked if they don't add additional planes, F thirty five planes, in the upcoming Appropriations uh, Act, and maybe a couple more to take care of the fact that Kay Granger yeah, lost mean, those two. She tried to dismiss this as just sort of a temporary, short term setback to this program, and that meanwhile it was needed for the wall, and she supports the wall. But this has to be a hit on 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 the F thirty five plant in her district, and there has to be a concern in her district. It does, but it really is just a couple planes. And like I say, yeah. it, you know, it, it's uh, they're gonna they're gonna get them back. And uh, and Mark Meadows, when I asked him about it, said something to the effect of the program will be will be whole. It will be fully funded, you know, which I now in retrospect take to mean maybe not right away, but in a few months it will be made whole, right? When the fiscal 21 bill gets enacted. Yeah. I mean, this has to be an unusually awkward position for these defense hawk Republicans to be in, right? I mean, here they are fighting for these programs and and Trump comes in and grabs money for the border wall and they have to support both things. I mean, that can't be a happy place for them to be. No, no, not at all. I mean, you look, you look at, I have a feeling Mac Thornberry, you know, despite the protestations that he's, this has nothing to do with him retiring. You know, I think I, my take is that it does, that he, the reason he didn't say anything before is he did have to think about uh, reelection and he did have to think more about his relations with his fellow Republicans. Uh, but now he's kind of saying a little bit more of what he feels, which is, he doesn't like it, and he didn't. He probably didn't like it before, uh, but he, but he, with military construction, Congress has more of a rubber stamp role on that. You know the, yeah. 
And this also has raised this question about national security and at what point in time does the Trump administration pulling this money from various Pentagon accounts impact national security? And Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby, Republican of Alabama, he's also in charge of the Defense Appropriations Subcommittee. He is a bit on the fence. He has not been particularly happy with the Trump administration pulling this money. He said that he wishes that they were able to, through the appropriations process, give the border wall more money, but they have not been able to get Democrats on board. But he does seem to have a bit of a concern about national security implications. Let's take a listen. I don't think it's threatened national security yet, but if we keep taking and taking, it could affect down the road. Just- so the always gracious Senator Shelby, I think is that's his way of saying he's unhappy with this, but doesn't want to come out and, and blast the administration. So he's saying he, down the road, it could be a concern. But clearly, he's troubled by this by this precedent that's being set. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of frustration with reprogramming. Appropriators, as we all know, really hold on to their power of the purse authority. And they don't like, even if it's something they agree with, even if it's a member of their the same political party, they really like to keep control over government spending themselves. And so this is something that kind of, I think, to a lot of them is frustrating from a separation of powers perspective. Right. And that's why we saw Democrats take this to court directly to challenge the administration over who has the power of the purse. That's not something Republicans are prepared to do and go up against their own president. But the Democrats certainly will. And these these court lawsuits still have to play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that Senator Shelby is uh, directly affected by some of the cuts. Uh, there was a proposed reduction to uh, building amphibious assault ships, which are made in Mississippi right near the Alabama border. And a lot of his constituents work on that program. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also possible that, you know, we got we, we got Shelby before um, the contractor lobbyists get to him and before he really digested everything that was on that list. So he and others um, may uh, in a week or so be a little stronger in their opposition. But ultimately, um, the there's no law that says there's c- Congress can can object to these things, but um, there's no law that gives them any kind of uh, clout to to reverse uh, reprogramming. Yeah, these are reprogramming. So the administration does have the power within limits to shift funding around from from money that's already been approved. Well, that's what we're talking about here. Um, so and and and. Democrats did try to restrict that authority last year, but they lost that battle. Exactly. So this does free up Trump to go in and transfer more money. Uh, Any guess, John, as to how this plays out, though? I mean, no one's going to be all that happy with this. No, I I, I really don't know how it's. It's still early, early days. Um, We just got we just got this. And I think uh, a House Republican aide said to me, don't don't take, you know, the first day reaction to be the ultimate say on what's going to happen with this. Uh, This is uh, somebody who supports uh, Thornberry's uh, point of view um, said things could change once people start talking and take a harder look at what's being affected here. Okay. So another big battle over the border wall never seems to go away. This is round two, and we'll see we'll see how this plays out with $3.8 billion on the line now, uh, even as they prepare for the next budget. That does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us an email at cqpodcast at cqrollcall.com. 
The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Roll Call, a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is a part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Thank you, John, for coming in. My pleasure. Good to talk to you all. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker. I'm Jennifer Schott, budget and appropriations reporter. And thank you all for listening. You can stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget Newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ Budget Podcast. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>